Hey, listeners, fans, enemies, anyone who checks out our podcast, come meet us during Comic-Con. We will be there Friday and Saturday at noon in front of the Hard Rock Hotel. We'll be handing out stickers and swag. You meet your favorite character. Meet your least favorite character. Me. Gertrude, yes, we all know. Come hang out with us. Have a good time. See you there. Hello, my friends. This is Grayson Gersagar Galgari, your friendly fighter. And if you do not know, the Decemberist Society needs you, my friend, to like us, uh, like the awful neutral podcast that is, rate us five stars, and please comment with anything you desire. mortals to awful neutral welcome to the awful neutral podcast i am your host damian mercado with me as always is clint beiger as grayson gersagar galgari the great Added another G there. Great Scott. God, make it end. The show was wealthy in G's. Uh, Jesse Egan as Jude Bingsley. Sarah Lee Steiner as (sighs) Gertrude. Something wrong, girl? Something wrong? You just seem down. Doesn't have as many G's. I just want my airship to be back to normal. You could seduce your way into that. Greville's very open to that. Another G. <laughs> Salvador Viesca as... Githario Gagagulga. It's <laughs> <laughs> a new king of G-Town. You got more Gs than me, son? <laughs> Ain't nobody got more Gs than Sal. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And back with us this week, our guests from the incredible Muller She Wrote podcast, AG, as... Malice and kill. Thank you for keeping it brief. <laughs> <laughs> um, no G's. <laughs> and the incredibly talented Caleb Cleveland as Donk. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it simple. <laughs> uh, there, there's no ta- there's no reason to kill the lily here, folks. It's just it's just gonk. Badonka gonk. Badonka gonk. <laughs> Sorry. I've been listening to your voice repeatedly while editing last week's episode. It's and like it's soothing, isn't it? It is. You're like a you're like a Winnie the Pooh who fucks. <laughs> what the? Fuck? <laughs> That's amazing. Like if Winnie I the will. Pooh. I will take it. Winnie the fucking Pooh. <laughs> if he Winnie was the... like the Dos Equis man of like, <laughs> I don't know, I drink honey, but when I do, <laughs> Winnie the Pooh, Barry White. <laughs> I've got to go get stuck in the rabbit's hole real fast. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for ruining my childhood just now. <laughs> Pretty awesome. Last time on the Awful Neutral Podcast, the gang arrived in the port city of Port, legendary home of Captain Daiquiri Ron, who was invented right here on this show because I DM with a yes and philosophy. <laughs> Their first mate, Gremel, who was refueling the arcane rods for the ship, recommended that the crew <laughs> visit 
the Vulgar Unicorn, which he was a big fan and a number one customer. <laughs> that is a not child-friendly unicorn at all. Filthy mouth on that corn. <laughs> the corn. <laughs> sure. While buying drinks at the Vulgar Unicorn, it is there that they met our guests, Gonk Holskin and Malice and Kill, possibly the most metal fucking name I have ever heard. Agreed. During the time when they were meeting each other, Malison believed that these members of the party were trying to sleep with her, and Kevin, our party's resident paladin, was making plans to kill Gonk Holskin, the barbarian pirate, due to... Scrimshaw and scars written on his shell and stuff like that. Things that said, I am a pirate, hang on sight. Are we sure that it didn't mean just hang out with him on sight? Yeah, I was thinking that like the turtle from Finding Nemo. Mm. He's like, hang on, bro. Yeah. That's it. Was it that? So Captain Daiquiri Ron fucking interpreted it. Tensions between the two were interrupted when four giants, champions of the Empire Wrestling League, assaulted the building, lifted the roof off. It is at that point they smelled the stench of decorative cabbage. The creature, who they believed, shouted, Haw damn! Before shooting them in the butt with an eldritch blast shot and making off with their championship belt. The party of wrestling giants bit off more than they can chew when, upon not believing the party about having nothing to do with this attack, decided that they were going to draw first blood. Worked out very poorly as the giant who most closely resembled Randy Macho Man Savage was sent to the infirmary. But it was uh, actually... Brandy Nacho Man Savage. We were, you, if you're listening closely, you'll notice we changed that name. Fighting for the vengeance of his nacho cheese. Right. Brandy Nacho Man Grabbage. Oh, yeah. Brandy like TLC? Yes. Okay. Grab- oh, no. Wait, not like not that. Other like one, sorry. <laughs> like a different thing. I blend them in my mind. Copyrightable creations. <laughs> the fight was brief, but upon the Randy Savage adjacent giant going down... <laughs> Randy Savage. <laughs> Gertrude, with a stellar persuasion role, was able to convince the giants that we are no friends of he who has offended them and that the party would allow the giants to walk away and attend to their friend who was dying of third-degree burns in front of them. Yeah, I fucked him up real good. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah. Also, that was our first fireball in this show. That was my first successful attack, I think, maybe. Yeah, yeah it was good. <laughs> It is in the aftermath of that fight that we find ourselves. Gremmel had entered the rooms to let the party know that he had refueled the ship. And I believe tried to unsuccessfully hit on Malison, I believe. That was a mistake. Big mistake. <laughs> he, won't, he won't be making again. Promise. He says, thoroughly intimidated by Malison. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Puts the fear of God into a, to a dwarven first mate. The God being Moradin, Lord of Anvils. <laughs> Uh, it is there that we Did you say Lord of Anvils? Yes Okay, okay Dwarvens worship different shit Respect their culture, Malison Check your privilege, please <laughs> My Andal's privilege is showing She grew up in an anvil-wealthy culture yeah. I know <laughs> Where the children never wanted for anvils I grew up in an Acme factory <laughs> It is in the aftermath of this situation that we find ourselves Grimmel has presented the party with a choice they can stay at the bar, have a drink. The giant who looked like Andre, the unironically named giant, is still under Malison's sway, but I think he'd stay even without the magic, Malison. I had him clean up a little. And he has put the roof all by himself back onto the establishment. Mm-hmm. You guys have a choice. You no can go back to the ship or enjoy your vacation. I don't think we uh, fully got to know each other. We were quite interrupted. Uh, Malison and uh, Gronk? Gonk? Badonk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nailed it. 
Jacques Jacques Gerard. That's it. That's the one. And now let's all pronounce your name. <laughs> it is uh, Grayson Gersagar Galgari. Very good to meet you. Uh, Malison, you are quite the fighter. I, I uh, always appreciate seeing uh, another of my kind uh, working their magics. Yes. The talkative one, yes. Uh, we should balance each up. other out quite well. <laughs> Gonk, uh, well, now it's it's entirely possible that you that you identify yourself by your choice of profession, but Mal and I, we we tend to look at ourselves as more like freelance adventurers. Mal, aren't you always saying that violence is the last bastion of the morally bankrupt? Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I say. She never stops telling me these things. She's always <laughs> rambling on about philosophical this and that. But it, but identifying yourself as as your job that's dangerous, sir. I'm gonna just call you Triple G. Well, that is uh, <laughs> fitting. If you count, there are more G's, but we'll let those go. Um, but uh, uh, I like uh, these philosophies. Have you ever heard of the uh, Decemberist Society? Uh, well. I heard tell of a tale that they got uh, et by a whale once. Uh, it was a, it was a like long musical number or something like that. It had a lot of crowd uh, involvement. But, no, uh, this uh, is a different thing. Maybe there's another story. But um, you know the uh, citadel and the ruling class assholes that uh, caused so many problems. That was not people. a indie. Band no. joke. Okay. No, it's not. <laughs> totally not about the Exactly what I thought the first yeah. time. <laughs> they tend to wail on, in my opinion. Gonk, if you would like to try to see if you know anything about the December Society Golden Rule, the history Weren't they check. like uh, Russian anarchists before the 19th century? But it's still Weren't from they, history, like, responsible then. responsible is... for bombing the Tsar's palace? They were actually a thing called the Decemberists. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> Read a book. Uh, I refuse. <laughs> what am I, a nerd? <laughs> That's like the second page of Google. I'm we didn't so find sorry. that. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to. I, I would never I call you. I'm so sorry. So we're terrorists? d and is like being on the football team now. That's, That's it. The popular really? kids. Well, the fantasy football team. <laughs> um, but but uh, you would know about the Citadel. You mentioned the Citadel. The Citadel is the most famous structure in uh, the land of Sostagar. It is the center of trade and is the head of government. For the most part of Can we just rewind what? that last long-winded, <laughs> un- sure. incredibly unfunny, like, diatribe? That I, I thought it was had. funny, but oh, I was yeah. like, how's he like going to... Quick question. What are, like, some of the ruling parties of the Citadel? Like, what... Is, is there, like, a catch-all phrase for what they are? You know that there are several powerful kingdoms. There is the Empire. The Empire has... Who rules the Citadel? The Citadel was ruled 100 years ago by, a, uh, by an evil king. Say. I didn't vote for him. <laughs> you don't oh, vote for kings. So how do you become king then? Sorry. But it, <laughs> we're, now, we're now the Monty Python. It is now 25 years ago in Flagstaff, Arizona. <laughs> but in a great revolt, the, the nations banded together, and uh, it's been a new world, a new world of peace since the king was toppled, but uh, things are kind of getting a little top-heavy society-wise now. And now the Decemberists are on tour. The Decemberists are, are here to rock your ass and support the little guy. Are we, okay. going, to, are we going to Coachella next? Yeah, the Decemberists would be like uh, they're a society of do-gooders who uh, oh so they are not in fact anarchist terrorists taking the name back no they're yeah, kind of like they're, anonymous they're just, all right yeah, and uh, people like that they they are a privately funded independent you would, might call them a terrorist organization around the world they're they, heroic rebels they do good yeah they're the robin hoods of okay. this world the terrorized positive rebel so, alliance so yeah i heard of them <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, uh, you happen to be uh, talking to a representative of such society, and um, we may be able to use your services in the future. Let me just warn you, they don't have t-shirts. Oh, well, that, I'm, a, I'm a size XXXXL. Uh, yes, you have a sizable shell that would be covered. <laughs> Why, thank you. Um, <clears throat> uh, but, uh, so, you, y'all you are freedom fighters, then? Well, my, uh... Spreading fellow- the word of liberty and justice for all. For all yes. y'all. <laughs> yes, uh, we are a bit secretive. We, uh... You know, we have to stay in the shadows at times because the Citadel and their ruling empires and such are so powerful and band together for the greater evil and all this. So we have to be, you know, yeah, secretive. Well, it's kind of like what uh, Mal always says, that the, the proletariats are always going to be under the heel of the siege of empire. Lest the And are we cowards or do we fight? Isn't that right, Mal? Yes. So <laughs> she never, she, she never, she never, she is a font of wisdom. So, uh, but regardless, we are currently uh, between ventures. So we all we are currently missing is a craft. Uh, if you don't mind taking us on as part of your crew, I don't want to speak for Mal, of course. Agreed. <laughs> well, um, is uh. Gremel's still here. Are we ready to go? I, I feel like uh, having another drink. I was very much enjoying this place until it got uh, partially ruined. It uh, brings back very good memories. Yeah, them giants sure did raise the roof in here. No, I, <laughs> I, I got it. You got that one? <laughs> I was like, what, what? Gremel's in the corner enjoying a drink at uh, one of the tables still left standing. The uh, dwarven drag queen is on his lap. They're having a good time. Gremel actually sees you guys want him, and he politely tells the dismount. dwarven drag queen <laughs> to kindly dismount me lap, milady. And he goes over and joins you guys. What is so important that I couldn't get five minutes to myself? I was just um, wondering if we are all set to go when we please. Uh, we are absolutely. Uh, we're all fueled up. Uh, we're ready to go to, to Duke's court, or and, uh, and we've already charted out the path that you have to avoid detection, so... Don't worry about that. Very good. Um, now, I believe we uh, promised some giants we would help uh, obtain our previous companion, the Rat Man, now. But I don't know if that's uh, prudent. We do have Tifi, who is uh, maybe more important to your crew. We should uh, t- uh, maybe look towards fixing them first. I just want to wait. I, as I put a song on the jukebox, it's uh, Dude Looks Like a Lady. So. Oh, I love that one. That one's good. <laughs> Wanted to hear that. And uh, I am down for another drink. We don't have to hurry off too soon. But um, Well, it, I, I'm nursing this here Goblin Merlot. So uh, if, I'm, I'm three sheets. I'm, I'm, he, I'm, so, I'm just so glad you guys all took care of them giants without me having to put my mug down. <laughs> Kevin looks at Gonk's back which, if you remember from last episode, is made to look like a saucer of cream. Uh, This was done because Kevin saw the scrimshaw on the back of his shell that said, I am a pirate, hang me. At this point, during the conversation, Kevin has walked over and it's attempted to put his hand in the saucer of milk, uh, but his hand passed right through, uh, ending the illusion, and now he can see the shell. Wait, this is, still says that you should be hanged. 
Who has some rope? We need to take care of this. A rope? I got some rope. Oh, wait a minute. We already did that. Blow my rape whistle at Kevin and make him never want to hang him. It would it would wear off. Uh, hold on, Kevin. Um, I believe this is uh, graffiti. Is that not right? Um, it's Mallison. Certain- oh. This is this wasn't. He's not a real pirate, right? Uh, he's this is a joke that someone played on him. You know, like putting a sticker on someone's back. Uh, this isn't law, Kevin. Maybe you you let this one go. The poor guy has graffiti on his back. Bremel also stands up and says, Plus, uh, piracy is not a crime here in Parrot Bay. It is actually kind of encouraged. Captain Daiquiri Ron, he raises his glass, takes a drink, oh, was was a bit of thump, an out... Thump, yeah. Did the whole bar go, Daiquiri Ron? <laughs> to Daiquiri, to, to the big old DR himself. I pour one out. Gonk chugs his drink right on the floor. <laughs> Perhaps if you told them how you got it. Oh. I am interested in hearing what you have to say, Mr. Gonk. Well, uh, I do possess a rough and rowdy past, uh, but I must tell you all that I am reformed, and I do not wish to return to the life of larceny and uh, free-for-all murder, for the most part. Amen to that, brother. From now on, I'm getting paid for it. So, uh, that's basically that. That's my new business model. Thank you. I know what you mean. I used to be addicted to catnip. He had rescued a maiden that was being persecuted by evil corporation Monsanto. <laughs> I have heard of that dastardly beast. The Koch brothers marked him. <laughs> I have not heard of these Koch brothers. Coke Brothers, where? It's Coke <laughs> Brothers. What? Yeah. Uh, Coke Brothers. I, I think they're era Coke or something like that. They're, they're these two evil uh, Boyd people that like own half of your planet. Well, I'm what you would call a low information voter. I don't read the news a lot, and I feel like a lot of the string people who pull the strings in our world are the names are simply beyond me. Just I more. can guarantee you the mark was improperly. And unjustly placed. Kevin, that is the longest sentence I've ever heard you say. <laughs> I don't need to be here. <laughs> you, you said exactly. I don't need to be here, dude. You were going to say that? Jump yeah, on. dude, that's exactly what it was. It's the longest fucking sentence Kevin's ever said. That's funny. I love it. I'm, I'm glad that I could still surprise you, Lothario. <laughs> I mean, we're just not in the honeymoon phase anymore. It just happens to everyone. <laughs> Kevin gives Lothario a big hug. You're still my favorite person in the world. I am jealous of that hug. They are very nice hugs. Lothario pulls a scarf. I could give you a hug. That does not sound as nice. I do not swing that way. Don't hug me. Uh, At that moment... Just don't do it. (laughs) Nobody wants a hug. I'll just hug myself. I'll take a hug. Thank you, Chuck. Gertrude wraps her own armor around I I get in the queue behind Chuck. We're all wrapping around each other. Um, Go, go, Gadget, extend no hug arm. 3D twister. (laughs) Everybody pile on. The giant, unironically named Andre, who's, you know, using a comically small broom to clean up a mess in the corner, whispers in and leans at Mallison. If you ever want a hug, you could always look to Andre. (laughs) Why why does no one want a hug from Andre? (laughs) He shakes like, he he shakes like one one finger like it's a fist. (laughs) (laughs) I create a whole mess of peanuts and give them to the Andre the Giant. Chud snaps his fingers and a potato sack-sized bag of peanuts appears in front of Andre the unironically named giant. 
Anybody want a peanut? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Caleb was terrorized into that. <laughs> oh, that's a reference. I feel ladder. I feel cyberbullied. <laughs> well, thank you very much. <laughs> You're very well. Tiny, tasty human. If I can trick you into saying any more lines from the Princess Bride, I will. <laughs> At that point, you hear he a- like looks outside the the inn. Hello, lady. What's Perfect. I didn't even have to work for that one. <clears throat> We're going to say that about an hour of conversation has passed between the cleaning and all that. You guys drink, catch up. Gunk's had like uh, four more drinks, uh, I would say. But that's only been five minutes. (laughs) I asked the bartender if they have any good sarsaparilla. Sarsaparilla. That's a good one. Uh, We got Sioux City. Sioux Uh, City. Is that that a good sarsaparilla? Yeah, that's a good one. I'm not drinking. Must keep my wits about me with all these people in the room. I got your back. Now, do you chug your drink every time somebody says Captain Daiquiri, Ron? With a, a, a growing amount of emotion, yes. Okay. <laughs> I love it. At that point, you hear a low rumbling, a thud, 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 thud. Sounds um, like the giants when they were walking over here before, but it doesn't sound as angry and determined this time. It doesn't sound like uh, somebody angrily marching in the next room. It sounds like much more controlled giant footsteps. Uh, you hear a thunderous knock at the door. They're firing cannon. What happened? Uh, you hear it again, and uh, but this time a bit softer. Crap. I was hoping we would get out of here before they came back. Oh, well. Um, who wants to get the door? I can handle this one. Yeah, they're your is friends. This, is this about your rat friend? I'll take care of it, guys. Gertrude goes to open the door. Thanks, boss. When Gertrude opens the door, she initially can't see uh, anything. The, the giant is not there. She looks all around, left, right, doesn't see this hard-to-miss giant anywhere until she looks up and sees on a rather stout palm tree the giant who looks like the ultimate warrior is up there and looking super intense. His muscles are shaking. He's covered in sweat, tassels blown in the wind. Uh, Describe his chest. Oh, ripped, super cut. This, Slower. This, this is a guy who... Vascular? Very vascular, but not, but not too much so. It's... This guy has muscle, but wears it well. Just enough vasculars. <laughs> yep. Uh, does it right. <laughs> so he's veiny. Without a word, jumps off the tree, lands on the ground. The tree, relieved of the massive weight, the palm tree snaps back with enough force that he would kill an elephant if it hit it. And whips its hair back and forth. Um, yeah. The ulti- the giant then runs back and forth, shaking the rooftops of buildings, getting super intense, trying to get a crowd if it was there pumped up. Until he finally uh, stops in front of you, looks you intensely in the eye, and says, I am so sorry for our behavior earlier. <laughs> that was so unexpected. <laughs> just Threw off what I was playing on today. He's, yeah. he's speaking in giant, by the way. So only Gertrude, yeah. uh, Malison, and Chud can hear. We are so sorry for our behavior. We don't know what came over to us. We are wrestling champions. We do our fighting in the ring. We just put a lot into getting that belt. We let our hotheads get a, get a hold of us, and we're so sorry. We got what we deserve. We, we tried to attack you. No hard feelings. Sorry for hitting you with a giant fireball. You know, it takes a big guy to apologize, so I really appreciate um, that. Perhaps you could uh, pay for some reparations on the damages you caused this fine little town that brings back great memories. Hold on, hold on. Let's talk about the pressing issue. Are we going to join forces to take care of my ship? <laughs> Listen, uh, our agent is saying that the, the PR gets out about us attacking, uh, you know, one of the most popular gay bars in the Empire. Oh, we're not going to be marketable as wrestlers anymore. It doesn't matter how many halflings we beat in the ring. It's going to be hard to come back from that. 
As a matter of fact, we're getting a bag of gold sent over to get this place repaired. And uh, we'll have a little something for you guys for having to deal with, with for your troubles. And, and if you guys could keep a little quiet about this, we'd appreciate this too. We don't need this publicity. Well, that's mighty woke of you. But there, you guys did smell of that creature that took our belt. And that belt does mean a lot to us. Uh, that's the World Championship Wrestling Belt. And there's only one of them in lost in our charge. That looks really bad on us as champions. We can help you find your gold cummerbund. Thank you, little giant. Do you have any leads on this creature? You don't smell of them. I defer to Gertrude. We are now on the same team. Is that true, sister? Yes, and I am familiar with the cabbage. <laughs> the ultimate warrior giant noticed that when he was talking to Malison briefly, Andre, the unironically named giant, gives him a jealous look like, back off. I'm talking to her. What do you need to know about this rat cabbage? If you guys could just uh, track him down and catch him. You know, we're still nursing our friend Nacho Mandy Savage. Was that what we agreed upon? We're still nursing our friend back to health. Plus, we feel that uh, we're too big. Everywhere we go, we're stomping around. We're great in the wrestling ring, but uh, we're not too good at sneaking around and catching rats. If you guys could uh, take a look. We stayed at that little bungalow, and he points over to this nice little secluded giant beach bungalow. <laughs> Uh, and he says, yeah, we were staying there. We are out having a campfire. We passed out drinking. We're cooking pig underground later. Delicious. You guys are invited. If we bring you back the rat cabbage, what's in it for us? I don't care if you murder him or whatever. We just want the belt. That's all we want. And if I bring you back this belt, what do we get? Well, whatever you want. We're wrestling champions. Uh, is there anything you guys have any demands? Give me a second. Gertrude huddles with everybody. So we, let's step away from... Well, we can't this. get health care from them. What about giant women? Priorities here. Donk's head is sort of like bobbing a little bit like a drunken Muppet. Like a uh, dark crystal character. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can just give you gold or, uh, you know, we're powerful people too. We can, maybe we can pull some strings. What's our next uh, mission? What are we trying to do? We're trying to get to Duke's court to get Tifi repaired. So is Duke's Court at the Citadel? Duke's, no. Duke's Court is uh, one of the three largest cities. It's the biggest city on the eastern side of the Empire. Well, here's what I'm thinking, guys, and you tell me what you think. You guys want an airship. These dudes have money coming out the wazoo. They could just give you one of these airships. You know, they're getting them for free from dealerships all the time for the free press and stuff like that. We could just set you up with one of you those. You get the right insurance. You, it practically buys it for you, insurance. is what I've heard. <laughs> And then we walk away with some gold. We head out to Duke's. I kill the were rat cabbage, and we move on with our lives. Yeah, I got. I'm. I'm rolling in dough. Uh, I'm. I. I don't know if you know who I am, but uh, it's. I'm super famous around here. Uh, I'm. I'm like going into uh, into like Arnie, and that's. Uh, would you? You want the ship? I got one right here in uh, my pocket. <laughs> no, literally. He says jokingly <laughs> uh, while staring intently at Malison. Do you want a ship, lady? Yes. Well, all right. Okay, well, I think we should agree to this ship and some gold. We'll find the rat. We're rat. We'll kill it. We'll bring it back or bring it back alive and kill it in front of them, however it works out. And then we'll head to... I want its head on Cap a spike. Captain yeah. Jacks will get you high um, tonight. Where are we going? It, it, this is still one of our former allies. He is uh, aware at now, but he was 
Dead okay. to me. Dead to me. Absolutely 100% dead to what me. What did this guy do that get so far up on your ship? Okay, so I had a ship, right? <laughs> it was called the U.S. Gertrude's Dudes. And this jackass went out Damn. there with some paint, and he crossed it out, and he wrote anything else. He didn't even spell anything correctly. He just wrote the letters N and then E. You should have seen what he did to our hot tub, too. It was damn disgusting. <laughs> He's an animal. That, that is... I don't think I would take part in killing this creature for that purpose. However, I do believe that the giants deserve their belt. But, Mal, it's exactly like what you always say. Morality is a dark ocean without shores or lighthouse strewn with many a philosophic wreck. And I totally agree with that, 100%. Wow, it's, Malison, you have a lot of uh, insight. Is so that, eloquent. Uh, another one of well, your lines, Well, she never eh? stops with these things. It drives me crazy sometimes. Oh, I never wisdom. get a, I never get an book. edge in word-wise. Are those truly your words, lass? Why would you doubt her? Came out of her own mouth. Come on, man. I, I just... That is the wisdom of the she gods to think it comes from the mortal. She can't claim that, unfortunately. <laughs> can't claim that. Emmanuel can't. Yep, sorry. Let's agree to these terms and move this along. <laughs> um, Lothario, Kevin, uh, um, Chud, uh, what are your feelings on these? Um, well, I'm curious if there's any way to, to transform him back into his usual sandwich-eating self. That's what I was uh, thinking as uh, myself. Um, Lothario, Kevin. I, th- I think it said it takes take like seventy five dollars an episode to get him back into his normal sandwich eating self. I, I don't know if we can afford that though. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I just, see Mr. Sanborn's been talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> How much Sometimes does it cost e- to kill him? <laughs> it's not even the money, man. It's just thinking about, like, do you want that energy? <laughs> you can kill him for anything on, with anything on the dollar menu. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm cool with helping you find him. I won't kill him for painting your ship. But oh, I we would, don't even know. It's not even her him. ship. <laughs> but I would deliver him to the It giant. is my ship. <laughs> we could capture him. I capture him, bring him back alive. Let's not waste too much time I on that. we have a plan. I, yeah. Uh, I really think that finding the belt maybe is the most important thing to the Giants. Get the reward through that. If we get Cabbage, fine. Uh, we can resolve what we do with him once we get him. Number one order, belt. Yeah, good okay. thing we're not evil. We would have just kicked those Giants' asses and taken it. Yeah. The, okay, so we're in agreement. We're going to kill the Cabbage. We're going to get the belt, and we'll get the issue. We're cool, moving on. It's on the, it's on the yeah, top of the side said. quest list. The ultimate warrior giant says, "Sorry to interrupt you guys. I just wanted to see if uh, where you guys st- were standing on this. By the way, as an added bonus, you guys, we have a match at two days at Duke's Court. Anybody wants to uh, ride and party with some professional wrestlers? And he pantomimes doing coke. We're pretty cool with some stuff on our ship. He pantomimes sitting on a bunch of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, doing a line. Pantomimes oh, okay. uh, snorting a line. He pantomimes doing shoving. a fat rail. <laughs> Sal just jumps in like, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, it appears we have two days to find this belt. Uh, did you guys agree to do it? Yes. All right. All right, uh, thanks. Uh, you know, we're none of us are detectives. Uh, you know, I don't want to pigeonhole us, but we're kind of just big, dumb wrestlers. You know, it's great at putting on a show and shit. But uh, feel free to go over there and he points again to that bungalow and uh, investigate it. Ah, big and dumb, my favorite. Okay, sir. So we need to go to the, the hut first mm-hmm. to investigate yes. where the belt could be. Yeah. Grimmel says, I don't speak giant, but I think they want us to go into that hut over there and uh, take a look for them. And uh, Grimmel starts walking down that way. I'll follow. Yeah, follow. I'll follow him out. Ah, what a buzzkill. I was enjoying myself until this. 
while you're walking over, Grimma's like, I can't believe you guys got to meet him. What were they like in the ring? Did they show you the signature moves? Well, they uh, don't do well with fireballs. Is no, there... I believe that would be considered a foreign object uh, in the ring. Have I left Andre behind? Andre is staying back to clean up. He waves. Goodbye, lady. You know, they say wrestling's fake, but I stabbed the guy right in the knee and he totally bled. And I, I, I buy it now. I'm a fan. <laughs> I'm a, fight, a fan of fighting wrestlers with swords. Yeah, yeah that stuff looks legit. You guys show up to the scene. You guys see a giant uh, bungalow. It, there's only one story, but to you guys, easily, this could be a three-story mansion. It's sparsely set up inside, except the, there's a bed, uh, a bar, chamber pot in the corner. But outside, it's truly beautiful. There's a wraparound patio all around this. Uh, reach this around patio. It's a reach around <laughs> patio. <laughs> Very Patio's got that house in a sleeper hole. <laughs> There's a big fire pit with uh, several like uh, empty kegs of beer strewn about. Uh, several very large bottles of wine strewn about. Go and roll a nature check. Is okay. it under nature? Uh, well, I rolled a 19 plus one. What was the first one you had? Perception. Yes. I'll tell you what, if you want to roll a perception check, you can roll a perception check. I could surmise the same information, just yeah. get there different ways. I've rolled three two times in a row, so whatever you're rolling for, I got a three. <laughs> 20. Receive anything. Yeah. Unnatural 20. 20, gonna, and I got an 18. I'm going to say that Gunk, can, can we say that Gunk sobered up a little so, bit on the on the walk to the, uh, to the yeah. villa? Big guy. Probably works through you pretty quickly. Gunk, with his natural barbarian rage, sensed when the giant arrived that battle might just happened, so he was able to summon up some adrenaline, and that kind of allowed him to force his way to work through some of that alcohol. Fair enough, fair enough. Thank you. Uh, Lotharia. 21. 21? All right. Uh, nature? Well, actually, I got an 18 on nature, a 21 on perception. Conk, with his amazing tracking skills, was able to see, looking at the ground, his tracks in the sand, he's able to see that, obviously, there were several giants who've been in this area. But if you look harder, it's very small, but you can see small rat footprints, but larger. And they're almost covered up, and some of them are stomped out by some of the giant footprints, but if you follow a trail and you know what you're looking for... Again, gnome-sized rat footprints, so <laughs> regular-sized rat footprints. <laughs> New York say, City rat footprints. Oh, okay. This is a rat. Pizza rat. It's like a small dog. Like a big small dog. Like a chihuahua. <laughs> now, you've never met this character, but you're able to tell that this rat's walking pattern is a one of inebriation. There's a stumble, there's a couple steps to the right one way as it lists. Or late stage rabies. <laughs> uh, <laughs> one or the other. It goes back. You can see it goes over to where you assume a one of the giants was sleeping the night before. You can, can, there then, be a, can there be a bunch of feather boas <laughs> where the giant was sleeping before? <laughs> the macho man yeah, just, yeah. yeah, strewn about feather boas, uh, pairs of sunglasses and bandanas. Gold all over throughout them. A lot of shirts that have been torn in half are strewn about. I'm sorry I didn't paint the picture well enough. That's on me. I don't think he had to roll that high to perceive that. <laughs> no, that that's, uh, but what he does see with that perception check and that nature check combined is that the site where the giant was laying... It looks like something was dragged by that rat creature, and it is headed straight towards the jungle line. Well, apparently there was a rodent of unusual size in this here villa. There it is. And uh, it grabbed something or someone and then made off uh, over there. Ah, yes, with my roll of 20 for... uh uh, nature check, I see quite the same thing. Damn! <laughs> actually, with his two more points in nature, he's actually able to track it just a little bit more into the tree line. So, you, uh, But still, amazing reads on a situation where things were not obvious. Exquisite. Gremmel, uh, Squad goals. Gremmel hears that, says, all right, let's go get that little turd, and walks into the jungle. 
follow. Can I um, send off Hudson Hawk to track ahead? Absolutely may. Okay. I, uh, I say, uh, fly, little Hudson, bring us back some good intel. Actually, I'll... can I see through his eyes? or You what? absolutely can. Oh, what? Right. Don't come back at all. I'll just watch through your eyeballs. <laughs> Three-eyed Hudson Hawk. Well, you'll start walking into stuff, so, right? Yeah, <laughs> so he, when seeing through them, what you if... can't see through yourself at the same time. I'm going to probably trip so... and fall if somebody yeah. could help me. Um, um, what if you'd make it so only one eye is connected to Hudson, so you have like this weird like dead eye? <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> I can it, carry it. Can it go all white? <laughs> yeah, it gets all white and glazed over while you're talking to him. And you're like, oh, look, at, look at my left eye. It's a good it one. It just droops oh, down really. into the left a little bit. <laughs> Lazy-eyed. And I also, Chud. I have to act like Bran, like that asshole yeah. from... Yeah. Hold yeah. a dope. Yeah. Hold, hold a dope. I like start pushing you back up. <laughs> if you start warging yeah. out. Chud, would you like me to guide you? I can carry him. That would be... Can uh, I get uh, a piggyback ride? <laughs> yeah, my, my friend Mal here, back. she's Can't strong stop hitting under What do I have to roll to put him on my shoulders like he's five? Go ahead and roll an athletics check. You're clearly strong enough. We're going to see how well you are able to handle this awkward weight of this blind, giant cowman who's and, now... And how much do you think he's flirting with you? 18 plus 8. 18 plus 8? Yeah. You felt like she could have juggled you if you wanted to. 360 pounds plus I'm carrying over 100 pounds. Is that is that all right? You were sitting on her shoulder the way a child might be. Like, like a during a picture. Yeah, like she, her arm is just with with an athletic sword like that. She's able to perfectly balance your weight even while walking through the heavy terrain of the jungle. She's able to cut brush. You are sitting on top of her metal armor, which is actually is comfort to both you and her as sitting on her solid shoulder muscles might hurt your butt. And, but you're basically made of saddle. Okay. You are a saddle. So this it's like, adorable. it feels great. It feels great. <laughs> Can I do it so like I get on her shoulder and then the bird gets on my shoulder and then I send the bird off? <laughs> you absolutely can. Let's go back in time. Just to look really weird. Yeah. Yeah. Malice. Do we have to put a trench coat on first? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One ticket, please. Let's try to get into an R-rated movie, guys. I... I grew up big, fast, and so the family members stopped being able to pick me up for a while. So to see like a giant creature getting carried again, this this takes me back. I haven't been able to be thrown oh. since I was like a fat ten year old. Some of the Damien Onion. <laughs> There's no more about being a big, big that's child. Why, uh, that's why I have that sexual fetish about being thrown. I just dream about a giant <laughs> <just> throwing me. <laughs> it's just... Oh my God. I, you know I, was, I was just about to think we were going to make it one episode without a fetish coming up. I am begging for help every episode, and you guys do nothing. I don't think it's help you're begging for. Malice and seeing you carry such a big man Judd like that the name. reminds me of my lover, uh, Gail. Gail Gregoria Gregoria. Weird, weird, weird man's name, and it's weird that it was also a G, but... Uh, <laughs> it is weird. He was also a Goliath. Was he gregarious? <laughs> he was a gregarious Goliath. Well, if he was, he was quite the man. Goliath, he was gray. Chud, roll a perception check, and we're going to see what your hawks see. All right. Go ahead and roll an advantage since you're flying. Gonk's just amazed that, Ooh, nice. uh, Ma- that Mal has actually gotten this intimate with uh, somebody she just met before. Yeah, she a, just looked uh, someone on her. 17 plus 4, that's 21. They're very disarming in this party. I guess. Uh, 24, you said? He's actually uh, 21. Really happy about 21? That. All right. Chud is so non sexual, he doesn't even register as a threat sexually. To <laughs> I was wondering about that. Allison. Yeah, so right. you. Cows. Uh, man cow? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh oh. She throws it down. <laughs> man cow man. You guys see Hudson sitting on Chud's shoulder, who is sitting on Malison's shoulder, spread his wings, and you see this celestial purple hawk, who I believe we decided had a mohawk as yeah, well. He does have a mohawk. Takes off and somehow is like leaving trails of purple light behind it. 
that just kind of fade off as the majestic hawk flies about 10 feet ahead of it. It does a big wide circle with that vantage point and through the exceptional bird of prey eyes, you are able to see a hut not too far from your position. Looks like it's abandoned, hasn't had anybody there for maybe a year. The elements have started to reclaim it. There's some undergrowth. You had a 21 yeah. check. It was over 20, so I'll make it easy for you. You can even see with those bird of prey eyes, looks like rat tracks leading to that building. Okay. I relay that information to the rest of the party. I say, hey, my bird just saw some rat tracks headed into a ramshackle shackle shack. Some kind of shitty house. <laughs> Can I set the cow down now? Do you choose to still see? He might be blind. Oh, that's fine. I appreciate the, the, that. Uh, you can set me down now. Thank you so much. Right, Hudson continues circling, and but eventually returns to Judge's shoulder, waiting to be commanded further. Okay, I feed him a little celestial bird seed. That, this beautiful purple bird it's really seed just with a like Cheeto. that sparkles <laughs> with orange cheese dust. It's an off-brand yeah. puff. <laughs> off-brand yeah. puff. Off cheese puffs. Enjoy. I'm making myself for my own milk. It's gross. Ew. It's gross. <laughs> that was mystical. <laughs> Gremel says, we're burning daylight. And he continues marching in the direction that you pointed out the hut. All right. Onward. <laughs> Hutward. <laughs> All right. Uh, as you eventually, while traveling through the trees, this is a lushly vegetated jungle. As you guys proceed through, you, you guys cross a clearing. You guys can see the hut. It's about 50 meters in front of you, and it is uh, surrounded by jungle. You don't know what this building was, but perhaps the resort used it as a maintenance shed at some point. I have to say, I was a little reluctant to go tracking this guy, but it seems uh, easy enough. So, fun little hike, eh? Wait a minute. Gonk puts a puts a hand on Triple G's chest. Wait a minute. It looks easy. Too easy. <laughs> uh, perhaps you are right. I maybe had a little bit too much. No, nah, I'm just kidding, Richard. I, I always <laughs> want to say that. He's <laughs> uh, just going to look at your face, a giant flintlock out of his belt. It's like, let's go fuck shit up. <laughs> My man, I uh, really like you, guys. He goes charging in. I like Kid this Rock one. starts playing in the background. <laughs> I like this one style. After seeing Gonk take off, Gremel with his short dwarven legs takes off in the sand, huffing and puffing right behind him. As you reach the entrance, you see is torn apart. The elements have taken it, but not only that, but whoever has been staying here, it looks like they've just been sleeping here at night. They have not been good stewards of the... So it's a frat yeah. house. The, the, there's a lot of vegetation gr- overgrowth, and yes, a lot of doctor drinks. Don't drink anything <laughs> that you find in this frat house. I mean, shed. There ain't no <laughs> vessel in here that's not used as a toilet, y'all. You see an anarchy symbol on the ground right in front of you. And you see Damn. very poor handwriting, like there's a Toys R Us backwards R. It seems to be written in crayon. And oddly enough, different colors of crayon. It says, step here, please. These people punk as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> step here? Uh-huh. Hey, uh, Grandma? Uh, yes, yes, Gonka. I see this sign, too. I see this. Yeah, this is the Cabbage Man's work. Mm. I will tell you what. Is this, uh, <laughs> this Stinks of uh, skullduggery. Uh, is this place, um, it, should I even attempt to uh, do the obvious, or should we uh, 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 look elsewhere? Uh, tell you what I'll do. Go ahead and give a step back and be prepared to react. Uh, I don't really fear this cabbage man. I, I'll step there and see what he has in store for us. 
Did did he get more intelligent when he became a were rat? Because uh, his his spelling is even better than it used to be. This is very weird. Uh, listen here, Mr. Dwarf, but I'm not about to let an NPC tell me what to do. <laughs> and Gaunt just goes ahead and just like uh, he grabs like the nearest palm frond and just puts it right in the middle of the anarchy zone. Perfect. As Pawn doing that, you see a holograph. A prawn doing that. You see a deep purple flame. Is there smoke on the water? (laughs) Yes, and you see a a memorable riff played by a teetotaler by the name of Frank Zappa. There is a purple flame that appears in front of you. From that image, you can see a... You can see the image of a punk-looking gnome who you've never seen before, and neither has Malison, but everybody else in the group would know as decorative cabbage. Roll me an arcana check, Chud. Ooh, that's not good. I, uh, Grayson got a 14 somehow. 11. Uh, Grayson, you have some magical background. 11? Uh, what you can tell is like... There with, might be magic in the world. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with an 11, you can good tell... <laughs> I suspect this is sorcery. I think you might be right. I also rolled an 11, so... Oh, you, <laughs> you know the decorative cabbage you know wasn't powerful enough to do this. Oh. Uh, uh, that wasn't powerful enough to create this on his own. Too much, um, yeah, so you can surmise that something has happened with that role. Something has happened between the time he escaped, got bit and escaped your ship and now. You had a slightly better role, which you could tell from your files, Grayson knows that he was a warlock. Right. And he knows that he gets his power from some source. He doesn't know what it is. You can surmise that this increase in his power and ability is due to his doing what the source of his power wants. That he is fulfilling his end of the bargain for once. Or oh. If only Tifi were here. It's probably that dumpster god, right? Squid Pro Crow. Uh, dumpster god. Uh, who are you talking about? Is that um, Trash that Hanseth? Yes. Hanseth. Uh, is that his um, patron? Hanseth, uh, the uh, dumpster god, you say? Yes. Mm. He was. Uh, he he was. Uh, he worshipped trash. I think. I don't know. What I, I believe Decorative Cabot did describe to you. No, I don't know if he ever told you guys, but you guys did see the Punkronomicon, and you do know that he made a, a pact with... Tifi explained to you guys yeah. about Hanson. I happened to listen to that episode. Right. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, so you, you guys, guys just explained a shitload of exposition really <laughs> nice <laughs> like. So that's what you were able to realize looking at this this flame. But uh, then you, you see, uh, it looks like it'd be a recording, something, that, a message that he set up. Oh, stupid giants. I knew you'd be able to find me. I know you guys are dumb, but you ain't that dumb. Uh, so tell you what, you want your belt back, you gotta answer me some riddles. Understand? All damn. All damn. Figure guns. You're our last hope. And he's looking up. His image, the flame is actually a bit higher. Maybe about a little lower than eye level for the taller characters like Chud and Malison. But for everybody else, this is pretty high up. Uh, and he's looking up. You get the feeling he did not expect the party to be here. He expected the giants. Grace is 6'4", uh, so... Well, yeah, like like three quarters of us are giants. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, not three quarters, but like a, fully a third of us. Yeah, turtle, uh, turtles actually, I believe, are the same size, considered they're the same size big. as uh, yeah, yeah. humans. They're not as small. They're We're medium size. Yeah. Anyways. All right, you stupid giants. I'm going to got some questions for you, and I think they're going to be pretty hard. All damn, all damn. And the he- manner of this fella's talking is like nails on a chop bone. <laughs> Cabbage, is that you? Why are you all wavy and translucent? He does not respond. The little punk gnome in front of you snaps his dirty black fingernail painted fingers and three sandwiches appear. Which one of these is your sandwich? Choose wisely. Do they all look the same? You're welcome to investigate them. I'll investigate them. Yeah. 11. 10. 
12. <clears throat> I got an 18. Nice. There you go. Six. Gonk is going to secure the perimeter. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else looks and sees sandwiches that look pretty similar. Maybe. Oh, what's, uh, what's Kevin? No, Kevin rolled a three. So. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Kevin. Uh, Kevin keeps batting at the purple flint. Pretty. Everybody else doesn't see the difference, but Gertrude, however, knows her deli meats. And, and <laughs> yeah, I do. And she could tell that one of these is a turkey, one of these is a roast beef, and one of them is a pastrami sandwich. I believe it's pronounced pastrami. 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 Is a pastrami sandwich. So they're asking which sandwich is his or which mm-hmm. sandwich? Yeah. And, okay. I, and I can't tell sandwiches apart. The wife was, which one of these is your sandwich? You think he's talking to the giants, though. Gertrude's going to go for the pastrami, because it was always the pastrami. Uh, as soon as you touch the pastrami sandwich, like, oh, damn, I was looking forward to punishing one of you guys. That's good. You guys like pastrami sandwiches, too? Man, we could have totally hung out. I'm sorry. I stole shit from you. Lothario <laughs> <laughs> starts checking his pockets. The flame cuts out, and it cuts back in, and it looks like when he shows up this time, he looks a, a bit more inebriated. <laughs> <laughs> and, he look, and he looks like a, a bit more haggard. He looks like he's been doing more work. All right, uh, setting something up. And says, um, all right, uh, got, a, got another question here. Uh, what is the biggest threat in the world? This is a very arbitrary test towards me. And none of you giant wrestling stupid assholes knows me. So which one of these is the biggest threat? snaps his fingers and a image of a great red dragon appears over this valley and decimates a village. He snaps his finger again and next to that image a image of a great demon lord breaking through the ground and stabbing people that happens. And the third one is just the image of Chud Bingsley. <laughs> um. Choose wisely my friend. I think I can answer this one. (laughs) He thinks I'm a panda or some shit, so I'm going to choose myself here. That's right. He is an enemy of friendship and must be destroyed at all costs. (laughs) I'm I'm rethinking this whole capture thing. (laughs) Thank you. I'm glad you're on my side. Well, I'm a little upset that you guys, you know, I I didn't even record. I didn't think you guys would get this, so I only recorded this backup one in the case you guys heard it, which you guys never will. But if you guys happen to have missed a question, uh, something would hit you in the nuts. You look and you see up above you a trap, like one of those like battering ram tracks made Booty of trees. Trap. Yeah, except it looks like it was set up to hit the groin of a giant, but it really would only hit the head of one of the taller members of the group. <laughs> like killing them. Yeah. <laughs> like just snapping their neck. He goes, all right, now I'm going to go set up my next trap and, uh, and then I'll record the next message. And you can see next to you in this, in this image, he leans in and you can see that the tap. That allows him to... Decorative Cabbage has a tap that whatever he, he plugs into and turns the spigot, alcohol will come out. The surface that he plugs it into determines what type of alcohol it is. So if he sticks it into a thing of jet fuel, he's probably going to get a very strong liquor. If he sticks it into like a maple tree, he's probably going to get like a Molson ice or something, like a Canadian-style <laughs> beer. Like uh, The, the bat. It's, it's really just up to whatever I feel at the time, nice. the alcohols. You can see that uh, he kind of breaks character, and he's clearly drunk now, and he takes another chug and says, All right, now get ready for your third question. And the recording comes back off. It comes back on, and he's sleeping this time. (sighs) Oh, man, I'm sorry. I forgot what was happening. I think I was supposed to shut that damn dog up. He just sits there, and he rambles on about how much he loves Tiffy, actually, for the next five minutes. Uh, And you guys got the feeling that whatever he was doing, whatever third trap he had set up, didn't come to fruition. He just got too drunk. Go ahead and roll a perception check, though. 
20 natural. Boom. Uh, plus three, so 23. 23. Malison, you were just... Whatever is happening in this flame, as cool as it looks, you were just over this. Your eyes kind of wandering behind the flame, and you actually see some of those rat tracks just leading out the back. With a perception check like that, Ed, while everybody else is stuck in the flame, you kind of quietly slip out the back. And you're able to look and you see these tracks, and they kind of go off into the distance, into the tree line. These rat tracks, they're kind of a hybrid now. They're not so much rat, they're bipedal, they seem bigger on two feet, but the feet seem very rat-like. And he's stumbling all over the place. You can tell that he's dragging the belt. Along the way, you can see holes in different trees that he's like stuck the spigot into <laughs> and taking it back out again. Until finally you get to uh, the last hole, you look down and you can see it looks like a small creature was that passed out for a little bit. Go ahead and give me a nature check. 10 plus, is there a nature? Oh, zero. 10. Ten Where plus. did Malison go? <laughs> With a nature check of 10, you don't know why, but you see the belt laying on a tree not too far. You see up in a path to your left, kind of goes along a waterfall. Well, to your right, there's a little animal trail. The belt is right next to one of those trees with uh, a spigot leaking alcohol from the tree as you walk up. Is the belt within grabbing distance? Yeah, just right up ahead of you. I'm wondering if I can, is there something I can do to, can I maybe blow my rape whistle and... Yes, you can. Okay, and then what What do I roll? To the triangly guy? Uh, actually, you know, you, I won't make you roll for the, uh, for the rape whistle because it's an incredibly loud whistle okay. that they will be able to hear. Malison sees the belt lying there, fears there might be a trap. She decides to play it safe, pulls out the beautiful ruby red elven rape whistle and blows it. Immediately, birds fall out of the trees, <laughs> holding their ears, some of them dead from sonic damage. The ones closer, the ones further out, you know, just fly away. You guys are in the minute 10 of Decorative Cabbage's drunken rant against giant cowmen, how I've much made my, he like, loves- third circuit of the, of the giant, of the, of the shack. I'm like, there's a log trap up there, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> At first I was um, upset that uh, Little Cabbage Man was no more part of the party, but this guy is a mess. I, I don't is, mean uh, to, I'm all right with losing this guy. I don't mean to be telling tales out of school or anything, yeah, everybody, but uh, this gnomish uh, warlock, uh, he seems to be kind of the worst. Uh, so let's, uh, oh my God. And then like, shink, Gondor comes for aid. And then he like stomps out of the, uh, out of the. Yeah, out of we the all run and in that direction. Gonk with the rest of the party in tow, sprint through the sand, is hitting fast, the tree line in the direction. He is actually super fast. Really? Yeah. I think because he's a barbarian. Barbarians. It's, well, it's not just a, that he's a barbarian. He's a charger. Uh, so his dash. We don't have those in San Diego anymore. Yeah, they're in LA now. <laughs> <laughs> they leave fast. Put don't away your they? thunderbolts, guys. I'm really sorry. Uh, Grayson uh, taps his heels together to get haste and blasts up there uh, yeah. along with him. Yeah. So you guys are going fast. Gonk especially, unnaturally fast, especially for a creature with such short limbs and one who is so heavy. However, Grayson, with his magically enhanced speed, speeds past you and you tell you guys arrive and see Malison getting ready to blow her whistle for a second time. What ho? What have you found, <laughs> Malison? And we don't see any rat creatures around. Anybody who wants to do a nature check. Yes, 17. I'm all about that dash. Nine. 18. Once again, Grayson, you just are able to... You're able oh, to shit, 20. <laughs> Natural? 
Yeah, I just threw, tossed it and it landed on a 20, so... For all of those threes. <laughs> threes and fives and... Lothario steps forward and, Whoops. <laughs> and says, you guys are looking at this all wrong. If You you have to think like your prey. Exactly. Ah, uh, I see what happens here. And then Lothario's like, boom. Uh, <laughs> Lothario then acts out exactly what happens. Uh, each of his footprints stepping, uh, he has to short them a bit to make up for the increased leg length he has over his I'm basically walking like a banner, ballerina. Yeah. He's acting as if he completely understands the piece of garbage that mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. previously in yeah. your party. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes... Even he's listening, he's smelling it, he's... Despite maybe having a little bit of buzz from before, he is not drunk, but he would know it from the way he's stumbling right, stumbling left, reenacting this this. complicated dance scene you see in the sand before you, until it ends with him, goes, puts down the belt, plugs in the tap, starts chugging for it. Lothario waits for a few seconds, uh, drinking, then continues and says, and then he went over here. And he goes over to the waterfall, uh, and Lothario starts to pee and says, he fell over. (laughs) He fell over. At that point, Lothario realized that the Cabbage Man has has fallen into the waterfall and gone into the river below even over an hour ago would make him untraceable. Super I hard. love watching Lothario in his flow state. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to pick up the belt then. Congratulations. You finished Baby's first dungeon. Everyone gets a Teddy Graham. It was set up by an idiot, so... <laughs> And I'm not just referring to me. I'm referring to decorative cabbage. <laughs> but we didn't catch him, though. He's gone. But we're all winners, Jesse. Well, we got the bell. I really wanted to... Anyway. Might have that chance later. Yeah, I guess we <laughs> grab the bell, then. Yeah, huh? Grab the bell and go back to that hut where the giants are. You guys go back to the giants. Uh, the macho man the Randy said. <laughs> I uh, have to say that was a little oh, bit oh, anticlimactic, but uh, that's okay. We got the belt. Sorry, decorative cabbage lets you down again, as I say, channeling a fictional character. Can I put the belt on and wear it back to the... Yeah, the giants freak out, and then she gets teleported. It's a bit uh, big, no, no, no. is it not? Once you put the belt on, you feel more hardy. You feel as if you could take some more damage as your constitution is raised by two. Nice. Uh, you feel like with this belt on, you have the confidence to drink anybody at this place under the table. While walking back, the macho man Randy Savage adjacent uh, giant sees Malison wearing the belt and says... Um, and Randy Man Macho Savage. <laughs> Randy Nacho Savage. Says, um, he's saying this while wrapped up in bandages all over. You, he's undergone in intensive healing magics, but at the same time, he's wearing a lot of his damage and still healing. Oh, you found the belt, sister. Oh, yeah. Looking good on you. Don't look at me. <laughs> Forgot about that, sister. And he uh, averts his gaze, but can't help but look back towards the belt. But then he sees himself get caught and feels like an asshole. You guys found the belt. Radar, where was it? We always at the end of a rather anticlimactic puzzle-solving joining. Seems like there's a good lesson for life in that. You know, sometimes it's uh, just as simple as finding your keys, you know? The real puzzle behind all this, he says, looking all of you in the eye, was decorative cabbage. Yeah, yeah, it was a puzzle. Yep. What he means to say is that we worked very hard to get this for you. We almost died, and you should pick liberally. That's great. Ah, yes, yes. Very hard. We worked so very hard. So many, really? so many so traps. difficult, and uh, we almost died several times. It was. Yeah, I don't know if you remember. There's actually one more of us that went in. So we're, and he's not here with us now, so you should definitely pay us. We're going to need out. funds for the funeral. Yeah, so as soon as uh, Gonk gets the keys to the ship and Gertrude gets the gold, I'll give you the belt. You heard the woman. I'm very sorry that this was such a hardship on you, finding our belt. And also, again, I, I hear it from me. I'm very sorry for attack. I deserved to be in this situation. 
So uh, how much gold do I owe you guys? How much you got? He reaches into a uh, giant suitcase. He's digging through. You see, he pulls out bags of gold, bags of cocaine. I tell you what sounds fair. Uh, 500 gold apiece. 600, yes. That sounds great. (laughs) For our our pain and suffering, yes, 600 sounds wonderful. I'm a professional wrestler. This gravy train is never going to end. I'm going to live forever, man. I'll give you all the gold I want. There's no bad ending to this story. Why not? Do you also want to put us in your will? (laughs) I'm never going to die. Why not? (laughs) Four hours later. Three years later, we get a call back to this episode. (laughs) I'll raise a bag to your immortality, sir. He hands 600 gold to each of you. Giant gold, though, so it's like way more valuable. It's super. Uh, we're actually going to leave a night early if you guys want. You guys can ride back to Duke's Court with us, but uh, we understand if you want to take your own ship, we assume you got here somehow. Yes. Well, we, we have to arrange a funeral services. We have our own ship, and uh, you are also giving uh, these fine fellows a ship as well. That was part of the contract. Andre, the unironically named giant, steps out from behind the building and says, um, Is he still. P-whipped? I kind of like the idea of him really liking this this Malison thing. Malison could tell him to go fuck off, and he'd go fuck off, so. Uh, they can have one of my boards. You assume, by the way, that whatever ship Andre, the unironically named giant, is going to give you is going to be a large ship by definition. Unlike many of the ships that Malison has been on, it will actually be built for somebody of her size. She won't have to duck under everywhere she goes. If uh, you'll have me on your ship... I would make it worth the trip. What do you mean, brother? You're part of our gang. You're part of our wrestling crew. You're just going to leave us like that for some... Uh, well, like, she is pretty hot, but... Uh, what do you mean, brother? I get uh, into this whole, like, everybody yelling at him, so I uh, disguise self as a Vizzini from The Princess Bride, and I say, You were supposed to be this Colossus! <laughs> that is inconceivable. This is inconceivable! <laughs> you were supposed to be this great thing, and yet he gains! <laughs> and then I turn back. Uh, I'm gonna he tweet only has Sean. To carry himself, and I've got to carry Do you want me to send you back from where you came? <laughs> Unemployed, Unemployed in Greenland? Greenland! Inconceivable! This is. Oh, God. And then I turn back into him and I say, Never go in against the Sicilian when death is on the line. <laughs> <laughs> and then I transmute that. Wallace Shawn is a, is a treasure to American cinema and theater. All right, well, then I look at Gonk and, and with a, a quizzical look say, Well? Well, to be honest, Mal, I, I figured you'd probably already made up your mind. It's like you always say. It's that all that is necessary for good, for evil to triumph is that good... Uh, beings do nothing. Isn't that always what you are talking about to me? Yes. I mean, you've never shut <laughs> up about it's this. It's amazing how much knowledge she has. She's just dropping bombs all time, all the time. I just want to listen. It's, uh, just I got a lot to learn from her, to be honest with you. Now, listen, I would love to uh, have one of these great conversations with you as uh, you do with Gonk at some point. I mean, I got an 18 intelligence and I feel like an idiot around <laughs> her, so yeah, I want to learn too. I just couldn't help. It's just, it is just, she, like I said before, she is a veritable font of wisdom. What font is it? It's not papyrus, is it? No, it's a, it's a hell of a Comic Gonk, Andre, ironic Andre. Yeah, we totally avoided the, uh, the We subject. have a giant mm. ship if anyone wants a ride. 
Uh, Gremmel says, it's fine with me. If you'd like, you could ride with them. Give the new ship. I'm willing to bet it's owned by a celebrity wrestler. It's a bit more of a pleasure model than the USS Gertrude's dudes. It would actually give me some time to do that special thing I got to do before our dinner. And he winks over at Gertrude. Probably be able to pick up a few crew members here, too. The ship's too big for me to run myself, and you guys don't seem to be learned getting your sea legs anytime soon, so... This will actually go a bit better, I think. I don't think uh, that the uh, customs will be giving them too much of a look in their pleasure yacht. If you guys remember, you guys stole this pirate ship from Lord Privilegington. I don't believe we'd be able to go in with the USS Gertrude's dudes under uh, conventional means. Don't worry about that. I'm working with Grayson and his contacts to uh, sneak the ship in a bit more covertly. But if you guys would like a bit more of a direct route to leave early, by all means, ride with the wrestlers. They look like fine lads. We uh, will uh, share the information with the rest of the party to get back to Gertrude's dudes or anything else or whatever you want to call it, because I believe I will be moving on and not be able to uh, go with them and show them where the hideout is. Ah, they got you on a new assignment already, do they? I have a few plans, yes. We're going to be heading out in three hours, so pack your bags, and uh, if you want to come with us, meet us on the ship, brother. Can we follow behind with our own ship? This ship we're on will soon be yours, but after the fight in Duke's court has gone due course, I'm very good at rhyming. (laughs) 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 Alas. French... Giant right, well, rapper. Sorry the about giants that. Giants know where they're going, and uh, I can drop them off, and they'll get off. Upon knowing that her and her friend Gonk have a ship, you kind of see a slight smile just creak up on the side. Or if you if you, if you didn't roll, if you rolled a lower perception check, you might not see it, but it's there. Ma- Gonk is a gog. Yeah, I'm ready to board the ship. I'm interested in this fight they're going to have, though. Yeah. I'm definitely curious about if they need any tag team partners or anything for their wrestling match. <laughs> the Cowman! Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Almost big enough, maybe. All right. Um, you, uh, several hours pass by. Uh, anybody who wants goes back with Gremmel to the Volga Unicorn. They say their goodbyes. They get everything they want and they need for their ship. I think the tagline for the Volga Unicorn should be, make your own hole. <laughs> <laughs> we plaster over the stalls every night. Make your own hole. Glorious. There's just glory holes with <laughs> unicorn dicks coming out of them. Gonk takes one last drink in front of the fabled bronze Daiquiri Ron statue in the center of town. Gonk pantomime is pouring one out for Daiquiri Ron. Uh, everybody meets up on Andre, the unironically named giant's ship. Andre, at that point, says to Malison, are you the captain or is Gonk the captain? I will defer to Mal. Okay. I'll assume Malison is the captain. She's way more intimidating. What's the name of your ship here, Malison? The talkative lady. Stop talking for one second. <laughs> Let us know. What's the name of your ship here, Malison? Not all at once now, you just a cavalcade of words. If you could just slow down and tell us <laughs> one short, brief. I know you're normally a font and a fountain of words and wisdom. Can but your for air- now, can your airship just be yes? <laughs> it's either that or boat. <laughs> Shit. Yes, a boat. Boat will do. I need a minute to think about it. <laughs> That's a good name for a boat. I really appreciate it. Everybody get on the USS. I got need a minute to think about it. (laughs) Slash, I just took his joke. (laughs) Jesse, are you a father and you don't even know about it? I am. All I have is dad jokes. (laughs) And with that, uh, as you guys are boarding the ship, you see uh, Andre the Giant with a giant bucket of paint 
painting. I need a minute to think about it on the side of the shit <laughs> ship. He does it on the side of the ship. I'm going to just do a raw dexterity check to see how good his penmanship is. It's atrocious. It is a three. It looks almost like decorative cabbage. It's missing letters. Every letter's uh, backwards somehow. <laughs> exactly. Somebody who is highly illiterate and knows common, and knows common <laughs> as a sixth language wrote this. He's I'm only heard of words. Even the I is backwards yeah. somehow. <laughs> it's fallen over. It's laying, leaning on it. How do you paint a U backwards? <laughs> I'm going to need a minute to think about it. What's that mean? You put the kickstand on the left side. Oh. The, the name takes up the whole side of that giant ship. That's uh, impressive. While on the ship, Andre is addressing uh, the rest of the crew, and they mainly look like servants on a pleasure yacht. They're wearing white shorts. They're various races, uh, halfling, gnomes, dwarves. For those of us so that have I never been Gonk. on a pleasure yacht. <laughs> I named Gonk first mate, and then I named Andre the Giant. What do you call that when you do the activities on the Lido deck? Activities director? Activities director. I will have so many activities for people to do. (laughs) I will not fail you, my lady. He says, listing on a giant chalkboard, he writes shuffleboard, morning yoga. Buffet. Uh, So much shrimp. Um, Grimmel, uh, before we part ways, make sure our other rat man uh, prisoner is um, taken care of. Uh, We still have yet to question him. Oh, crap, that's right. I... I got lost at the Volga Unicorn. I'm sorry. I tell you what, I'll deliver the prisoner over in about an hour, and uh, you and the wrestlers can take turns body slamming the truth out of him. Okay, that is a way to get truths. Okay, fine. Yes, uh, let's do that. Y'all are positively infested with lockhand ropes. <laughs> what the hell? How broken up are you guys about uh, the loss of cabbage? Not that broken up. The character who's unconscious is probably the one to care the most. Except for Tifi is heartless. Yeah. Yeah. We did say that when he left, a tear ran down Tifi's eye. The hold on, I'm going to need a minute. I was about to take off. When Gremmel comes to the ship, he's carrying a large sack and his muscly dwarven arms. Every time the sack starts to move a little bit too much, fight a little bit too hard, you see him wave the sack around his head and bring it down hard onto the ground. You hear a loud hissing sound come from the bag whenever he does this. Uh, You see him. It's very entertaining to watch, especially if you know what's in there. He does it about four times uh, while walking the roughly 300 meters you can see him to the ship. Uh, Where do you want this? He says to Malison. Oh, I'm in captain's quarters. That'll be me then. Uh, Where's the safest place we can put this thing? Andre! (laughs) Andre the giant reaches into the bag with just two fingers, with just two mighty fingers pulls out a were-rat roughly about the size of an elf. It is not in its giant rat form. It is in its hybrid form where it is a walking, talking were-rat. Andre holds it in his hand and says, Malison hears the banging and comes back out to see what's going on. The rat says, let me go right now. Captain, we apparently have vermin on this ship. We taken on mold. Can I cast Charm Person on the rat? Yeah, you certainly try. I have a staff of charming. Yes, he does. Uh, just look up. Oh, no. Oh, boy. <laughs> you attempt to charm a humanoid you can see within range. It must make a wisdom saving throw and does so with advantage if you or your companions are fighting it. If it fails the saving throw, it's charmed by you until the spell ends or until you or your companions do anything harmful to it. The charmed creature regards you as a friendly acquaintance. When the spell ends, the creature knows it was charmed by you. All right, what, what's the uh, save? DC. Uh, wisdom 15. 15? Well, oh, that's a high one. It is a roll of nine, and I highly doubt that this were-rat has a plus six modifier to his wisdom. So okay. so I use my staff of charming, because I haven't used that yet. Put uh, that away. 
<laughs> <laughs> this were rat is cursing at all of you, saying things like, We will kill you. We are numbers. Are, we are legion. Our numbers are endless. We will keep coming. We will eat this flesh from your bone. He is cut off mid-sentence when Chud Bingsley takes out his Staff of Charming, taps the ground twice, and then lightly bops the rat on the nose with the end of the staff. <laughs> his, his pupils dilate. Ooh. I just go boop. The rat stops mid-sentence and... Hey, it's you. <laughs> we have a, hey, I feel so close to you. Yeah, I forget your face. Why does this sound like my grandfather? Was <laughs> your grandfather an Italian stereotype who smoked? Why does your grandfather sound like that? Is the question. <laughs> we need to get you a new grandfather. <laughs> my grandfather was bit by a rat many years ago. The rat would turn all British and be like, charmed, I'm sure. <laughs> my name is Basil. <laughs> <laughs> this is you guys' game, so if you want him to sound sophisticated, like, no, he will. This is Doubtfire. Yeah, I want that. So now that he's charmed, okay, you can you. ask him questions, I guess. Is there something you want to know in the rat's life? Who knows this, that uh, the rat was... We probably talked about it since then. The rats were after a certain vial of uh, someone's... Oh, yeah, because yeah. they got, they jumped on the ship mm-hmm. and demanded we give them the vial. Yeah. Okay, correct. So I'll ask them... We privy to none of this. And, and you, well, I was there, right? you remember the vial because we, we were talking about it. Um, you weren't there for that episode. Mm, I wasn't. But uh, uh, Chud was talking with Tifi about the vial. You were pretty drunk, but uh, you might remember it somewhat. Which is... Chud uh, was drunk? Well, Chud was a little we drunk. We were playing the drinking game. I certainly did miss a lot. Oh, no, actually, so, you weren't uh, drunk. You were on Molly. Oh, that I remember. <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm going to ask him, uh, so what is the story, my pal, my old little rat friend, about that vial that you wanted? Tell us about the vial. What's in the vial uh, so we can give you the vial that you want? You know, I'm sure you want it, and I'll find it and probably give it to you. I'm not a great liar. But anyway, what uh, what's the deal with the vial? since you've tapped the nose of this creature and cast the spell, that it has been slowly reverting away from its uh, were-rat form. And uh, it's been turning into an elvish female, uh, somewhat older, and it says to you, Oh, hello, old friend. Yes, to answer your Dave question. Edna. <laughs> <laughs> just a drive-by fruiting. Yes. I feel like I could win custody back of my children if I just got bit by a rat. Ah, it's your face covered in all that white goo. It's brand mask. Oh. <laughs> oh, wonderful for the skin. It's uh, David Cross. This is a powerful spell. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, I shouldn't be telling you this, but because we're such close friends and all. That's right. Um, Bosom buddies. You've heard of the Silent Horde, am I right? Silent Horde, have I heard Give me a history check. Lothario with advantage. <coughs> oh. I mean, 13 plus 7. Roll again. I have to take away one because I'm so Ten. dim. What, what was the history check you said? Uh, 11. Shud, you know that the organization that this rat is talking about. This rat's in an organization? <laughs> is actually... King Rat Industries. A highly sought after and highly respected unit of trackers. They track and kill whatever somebody hires them to do. They are essentially a unionized group of were-rats who have put their skills of murder and tracking things down. That's what you know about them. Y'all, these rats are good at murdering and tracking things down. Oh, we're the best! We're the best, oh, yes. Uh, part of the initiation is to actually become infected with the great, glorious rat gift. Yeah. That don't sound like a gift. It sounds like rabies. Now tell me, what's the <laughs> damn vial? We don't know. We were hired to track it down. We were given it scent. Who we were you hired by, Pierce Brosnan? 
I don't know. He spoke with an Empire accent, though. A very thick Empire accent. Uh, we know that he was... Jesse Smollett. <laughs> he had a big fruit stain on the back of his head. Was it Jesse? He's, he's ignoring me. I think it was Jesse. Pronounced Jesse. 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 <laughs> so you don't know what's in the vial. Juicy. Oh, we were Juicy. hired. I, what I can say is that uh, whoever did hire us had a very thick Empire accent, which is usually something that hits the ear very poorly, but he actually said it with a lot of style. <gasps> it was a tapioca guy. <laughs> <laughs> it was a human. I can tell you that. Mm. So a human empire guy hired them to get the file. Uh, could you, uh, Judd, ask him to describe? He sounded describe. like you. He sounded like you. He had your accent. Yes, I was, was formerly from the empire. Oh, could no. You Heavens no, it wasn't you. Have him describe uh, this man. Can you describe the human man that... Uh, was it a human man? Describe the man that sent you for the vial. Oh. The man-shaped thing. Yeah. <laughs> he was balding up top. He had hair around the sides that was kind of long. Gallagher. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Rainbow suspenders. A watered melon. He rolled fresh fruits. Oh, yes. Uh, He's a bigot. Massive hammer. Uh, Which one of the Gallaghers? There is uh, a Gallagher, racist act, Gallagher, other or people. Gallagher one or Gallagher two? Was it his brother that liked Went to sue him? Or the tan uh, Gallagher from the Chappelle show? Uh, it was <laughs> Black Gallagher. I can't say that. You can't say Blalagher? Um, <laughs> try saying that twice fast. You know what? She goes on to describe a very medieval looking Gallagher. <laughs> Suspenders, um, but like, I, like yeah. metallic. Yeah, that little newsy hat on. Yeah, his, uh, his leather armor. <laughs> Is kept on. He has like wearing a cloak, and his leather armor is kept up by uh, rainbow some suspenders. rainbow suspenders. <laughs> Bell bottoms. His chainmail. Massive tropical chain fruit. I think of the Gallagher in his mouth. prime, like yeah. 60s, yeah, yeah. 60s, 70s. 70s. He's wearing a cloak which is covered in fruit flesh <laughs> of various types. He was, he, you know, for a guy who's dressed out to go sneaky so much, uh, he's covered in a lot of fruit, to, and sneaky. his suspenders draw a lot of attention. <laughs> Hiding in plain sight. Uh, standard tech. Grayson, you have heard whispers of an agent for the Empire, somebody who gets their dirty work done, somebody who completes the task. He's equivalent in American side would be a CIA agent. Imagine Gallagher uh, being the last face you see. Uh, I, <laughs> like the Lord, of, the Lord of Whispers or something like that. My uh, little birds. Yes, he is very much like that. Uh, you guys, in fact, you have only heard whispers of this character. You just know him simply by Mercutio. You've only heard whispers of this guy. You know that he has the full force of the Empire working behind him. So you were hired by Gallagher to get a vial. It could have been his brother, <laughs> to be fair. Well, true. to be fair, I didn't immediately picture him as Gallagher. I just I just remembered as our conversation went on how he looked. You forgot about Gallagher? He was great. He was great, guys. You remember Gallagher. Uh, he was a bit... He doesn't hold up super well, I've noticed. Prop-based comedy doesn't really linger in the side guys very long. <laughs> You quoting her again? No, I'm. I'm, I'm <laughs> no, I'm. I'm, I'm quoting uh, the <laughs> infamous bard known as Carrot Top. Can we, <laughs> can we just continually give her credit for everything? Everything he says. No. Oh, way to go, Malison. Oh, that was so smart. Yeah. I can't believe she came up um, with the word zeitgeist. You can discover Should. more about a person with an uh, just an hour-long uh, amount of 
prop-based comedy and <laughs> canon conversation. I don't think we're going to be able to end on a better note than that carrot top joke. So, uh, <laughs> so I think that's a good place to end right there. Zenith. Before we that's get the first time that's those. ever <laughs> been the case. Get any funnier than that last carrot top? I got top the only gun. Uh, maybe we. Carrot top's best closer is when he's someone else's closer. Epitome. <laughs> I want to be empire. on Harbo. Now we don't know what I'm just joking, Mal. Just, just joshing. Gertrude has a very different sexual outlook than Malison, who may have a shot. Just give her a talk. I was making. I was a non-sexual being. I'm not non-sexual. I'm like. I'm. It's just that I'm literally like an uh, an adolescent. I'm like 15 years old. (laughs) I'm the equivalent of a 15-year-old human human man. Your wiener has. But how old are you in total years? No, no. no, I just. I just don't know what to do with it. Look, you don't know nothing. Nothing about total, y'all. We don't get horny until we're like 350 years old and ready to die. So you keep your wiener tucked up in that shell. Uh, I, I only use it to pee, mister. Sorry, that was, that was mighty personal. I, you, you're talking to a minor. What's wrong with you? I'm only 53. Uh, uh, Come he's on, Roy Moore. I got too into my interrogation. <laughs> I, 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 I forgot I didn't charm you, too. <laughs> I'll charm you next time I ask you about your wiener tucking. Kevin puts his hand on Gong's shoulder. Then we have plenty of time to teach you about the birds and the bees. After we hang you. <laughs> It, immediately upon Kevin putting his hand on Gonk's shoulder, he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no, thank you now. <laughs> you all just slow down. I got plenty of time to learn about that nonsense. You guys are just too damn horny. The unironic giant winks at Malison. I'm on the right ship. <laughs> so is this interrogation over? <laughs> no, I, I'd like to go home now. Maybe me and my friend here could... And he motions to Chud. Go have a drink someplace. I'd love to stay in chat. Yeah, let's go have a white Russian. I got most of the ingredients right here. How long does this spell last? I think it's an hour. Can you put poison in let's the white Russian? Put, Russians him, so put him. Yeah. I say we Rat put poison? him. In, I say we put him in the brig. Okay. Right. Come on over to the bar. It looks just like a prison. Um, <laughs> Mr. Andre, do Isn't you have it a? Though, really? It's a metaphor for dr- alcohol. <laughs> yeah. It's an hour, yeah. Do you have a uh, holding cell on this? Uh, we have a fun brig. We have a leisure break. Well, isn't this person now back to being an, uh, an elf or a human? It's elvish right now. There's still maybe some feral features about it, but it looks pretty elvish. At that point, Andre the Unironic Giant says, I have an idea. And he walks over to one of the thick metal containers used to carry ship supplies. He reaches in with his massive hands and pulls out the rope, the rope, the paint, uh, just general cleaning supplies, and jams this elven rat creature uh, very snugly, slams it shut, and locks it. Ah, rope. Perfect. I've been looking for a rope. I take the rope and, like, tie up the... Uh, Captain, you want me to secure the prisoner? Yes. Inspiring words. I say to the prisoner, "Uh, Sorry about that, buddy. It's a pretty tight squeeze in this bar. (laughs) Anything for you, friend? Although it is a little hard to breathe in here. Well, that's just uh, part of the, the ambiance. I'll be I'll be in there in just a second. You uh, you enjoy yourself. I know it might seem like overkill, but we always used to do this to prisoners in the own boat. And it's just like Mal always says. What we do, we are what we repeatedly do. What a genius she is. I Excellence swear. is action. Very wise words you hear from inside the... <laughs> she really should write a book with all this. Well, uh... We got that sorted out uh, onward to Duke's court, and uh, on the way, uh, we should go over why the Simra Society might be right for you. Uh, with that, Grayson begins his long pitch to Gonk and Malison. 
the ship begins to take off. The wrestlers, with the exception of Andre, the unironically named giant, who has been helping you guys out, the rest of the wrestlers have been in the back of the ship party, to include the in- the injured one. At that point, the ship vertically takes off and uh, sets off into the sunset, heading west to Duke's Court, where we will pick up next week when our group goes to the big city. Woo! Shopping trip. There will be an adventure mart there. Uh, yeah. Thank you very much for listening. Let's do plugs. Malison, AG, do you have anything to plug? Yep, this is AG from Muller She Wrote. We are going to be debuting our new daily news show called The Daily Beans. comes out July 22nd on our main feed, or you can just search The Daily Beans wherever you get your podcasts. Excellent. Caleb? I could just be found at Caleb is Drawing on Instagram, Twitter, that's about it. Go buy his book, The ABCs of D&D. That is also correct. I am the illustrator of The ABCs of D&D, a really fun picture book for kids, in order to uh, initiate them into the world of role-playing games. Excellent. And, Brainwash. And, and I didn't say it before, but uh, go download Muller She Wrote, give it a five-star review, and leave a comment on iTunes. And do the same for Awful Neutral. Caleb, I believe you have one more thing to plug. Well, that would be correct. I actually am the art director on a game known as Kids on Bikes, put out by Renegade Games here in San Diego. It's up for a uh, an Any Award for Best Family Game. And we would be absolutely gobsmacked if you would uh, go to the Any's Awards site. That is any-awards.com. And vote for Kids on Bikes for Best Family Game. It is a amazing game where you play uh, a, a Stranger Things type group of mystery solving kids. Any is E N N I E hyphen awards A W A R D S dot com, and you can put forth uh, just one one little vote can make a big big difference to uh, indie game developers all over the place. So okay. thank you very much, Jesse. Uh, what am I plugging? Well, I think by the time this episode comes out, my comedy album should be out. So if you can buy it, that'd be killer. I think it'll be on iTunes and stuff. And it's called uh, That's the Spirit by Jesse Egan. Ooh. Can't wait. So hopefully it'll be ready and this won't be a stupid episode. Sarah? You can find me at Sarah Lee Magic. And then when this comes out, I will probably be the first person in line to buy Jesse's album. Because oh. I love those jokes. Oh, comedy jokes. Sal, do you have any? Do you have? want to plug your Twitter? Yeah, yeah. You, you guys, you guys can find me uh, in North Park or University Heights, walking my dogs. And this Sunday, I'm going to be at the farmers market, uh, restocking <laughs> on falafel. You know what? He intentionally doesn't give out his Twitter address because quote from last week: he only does his Twitter when he gets drunk and sad. So if any one of our fans listening right now wants to search his name, which I'm not going to blow up your spot, Sal, but I did say at the beginning of the episode, that is his Twitter handle. So if you want to hear the thoughts of a sad drunk man, do us a favor. Don't follow him on Twitter. Follow him at the farmer's market. <laughs> follow him home. Hide in a bush. Ooh, very uh, dynamic. You can do anything with me. Follow me in the car. Follow me and you can follow the, the show uh, on Instagram and Twitter at Awful D&D. You can follow me at Adult Damon on Twitter, but really I run the Awful D&D one, so just speak to me at Awful D&D. If you like the show, please five-star review. Uh, we see our numbers. The message is getting out there. We enjoy making it for you. Thank you so very much for listening. Uh, if you can, tell a friend. Maybe they might like the nerdy, dirty humor that happens on the show. Thank you very much. This has been Awful Neutral. Later, nerds. Draw us pretty pictures and send them to us. Yeah. We're going to get so many dick pics now. <laughs> <laughs> you just dick drawing. That's all I want. <laughs> I want dick drawing. Put a dick on it. <laughs>